Hello, and welcome to Creston Global's The International Entrepreneur Podcast. Hannah, your host, and we're back again with Hans and Theo to continue our discussion around Creston Global's Interpreneur Report. If you've just joined us as a new listener, I'd recommend going back and listening to last week's part one to get the full effect of our entrepreneur's take on the report. But if you want to stick with part two for now, there's still plenty to take away and put to use from this episode. So let's jump straight in. What, from your perspective, is the defining mindset of the entrepreneurs that you've worked with? What is it that makes them so successful as people? Well, uh, thinking about the mindset of entrepreneurs I, I work with, I, I always see that, are, that they are willing to, to take risks, um, but they had to remain calculable in, t- in terms of the consequences of failure. Uh, the risk couldn't be so high that they endangered other group companies. Um, but um, at once, the company and the entrepreneur has decided, um, for example, on, on a sales location in particular, the rule was don't spill the beans, make do. Because money that you lose if you, you fail, that can be earned again. But time that passes because you act too hesitantly doesn't come back and it's time to market which really counts uh, today and that's what I what, what I what I um, what I sh- uh, saw that uh, they, they always take a huge risk but it has to be calculable and then they go go in and uh, and, oh, and do, do all in so what has been the defining mindset of entrepreneurs that I have worked with it um, it really varies, I would say, from generation to generation, especially having to deal with uh, entrepreneurs uh, and Generation Z. Um, overall, I see there's a common uh, um, mindset on certain uh, aspects, especially when it comes to uh, being imaginative or uh, visionary and obviously focusing on the bigger picture. Um, but again, it, it depends on the on the on the generation and whether they're willing to take the risk or not. I think the, the younger generations, especially Generation um, X, um, and sorry, Generation Z, um, does not willing to take um, the risk compared to uh, older generations. Um, but I think overall the mindset uh, on, on certain aspects, uh, especially on successful entrepreneurs, is very similar. Again, as I said, being extrovert, uh, focusing on the bigger picture and being open to ideas and suggestions, but not being very practical, I would say. And moving back to a wider view, how has the entrepreneur landscape evolved since you first entered the workplace yourselves? Do you see more entrepreneurs than when you started your career or fewer? Well, thinking about uh, the entrepreneur's landscape and uh, since since I, I entered the, the profession and how it changed, um, I, I have to say that I entered the profession 30 years ago. So uh, that's a long, long period of time. And I think a lot has changed since then, especially in terms of, of education and due to globalization. The, the current generation of entrepreneurs has enjoyed a different education than, than the generation before, than, than, than my generation. 
Um, today, they, they stay abroad as part of their studies. Uh, that, that's common. And, and as a result, today's entrepreneurs are much better prepared for international work and the challenges that, that come with it. In the past, there was no internet or mobile communication and, and traveling was not so easy as it is today. Um, I remember um, uh, a, a talk with a, an entrepreneur about um, his um, first international investments in, in the 1970s. Uh, and, and he told me when he started to, to invest in, in Brazil, he was um, out of any contact with, with Germany for weeks because he was in the rainforest and uh, was, was looking for, for a good location for, for his, his factory. And uh, today it's, it's totally different. Uh, entrepreneurs can be reached 24-7 around the world and, and have access to, to company data wherever they are. And, uh, I think that's on the one hand a great advantage for entrepreneurs to be in contact and stay in contact with, with their, their companies, but it's also a burden that the pressure increases due to, to constant uh, availability uh, of, of the entrepreneurs. But uh, yes, this, I think this, this education and globalization um, makes it easier for, for foreign investments uh, than that it was uh, when I started in profession. So how has the entrepreneur landscape evolved since I've entered the workplace? I've entered the workplace approximately 15 years ago. Um, I think uh, the tremendous development in technology has assisted the, uh, the landscape for entrepreneurs. Um, again, um, the, the big data, the information availability, business intelligence, uh, these are all uh, things that you didn't have decades ago. Now it's, it's accessible instantly you're accessible instantly, so there's so, so many means of communication that you can be reached out. Um, I think, again, there's a huge difference between um, the generations. So generation um, Y and Z specifically are uh, more open to um, ideas. Um, they're more diversified, as Hansen has mentioned. They study abroad, they stay abroad, um, appreciating different cultures, appreciating uh, the way uh, you do business in different cultures and different regions. I think makes it much more easier compared to uh, what it used to be um, in, in, in early earlier um, ages. And given everything that you've just mentioned around the landscape growing businesses operate in today, what do you think the greatest challenges are for entrepreneurs right now? And how would you advise them around those common hurdles to give them the best chance of success? Hmm. Well, the uh... The, the greatest challenges for, for entrepreneurs at the moment, I think, is um, that the international conditions um, are, are changing almost almost daily. Um, and uh, the, move, the world is on, on the move in a way that it hasn't been for, for the last 70 years, as, uh, as Theo uh, said, said earlier. Um, there's a lot of geographical uh, changes uh, you know, all over the world, and, and the challenge is to see when they do the investments right now, where the global community will be in 10 years. And I think no one uh, has, a, has a clue where, where the world, world will stand, even at the end of, of 2020. So uh, since this is not foreseeable, um, many companies and entrepreneurs are still 
maintaining their international commitments, at least outside of Russia, um, but are very cautious about investing in, in new countries. And, and many of them are rethinking their, their purchase process because supply, cha supply chain, especially from, from Far East, isn't as stable as it was for decades before, before the corona pandemic. And I think these are the two main, main challenges for, for entrepreneurs at the, at the moment. So what do I think are the greatest challenges for entrepreneurs right now? Um, the uncertainty, first of all, uh, following the pandemic, following the, the war in Ukraine, um, it, 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 it's uncertain today uh, where uh, the wealth will be in the next, uh, I would say, decades, even, even shorter. So obviously, entrepreneurs would have to reconsider their strategies, even on a monthly basis, depending on uh, impacts that their businesses had, especially from the pandemic and the war. Um, uh, the other thing that I believe is, is a big concern and a challenge is the climate change. So obviously, uh, doing international business um, implies that you have a significant increase in your uh, carbon footprint. Obviously, wanting to do business internationally, you have to travel, you have to visit countries. So um, this is another thing that especially the younger generations would consider when expanding internationally. Um, and, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's actually um, a crucial factor in, in decision making. Um, but again, uh, times are uncertain. Um, and um, uh, the strategy and the plan for all entrepreneurs um, should be uh, reconsidered and revisited uh, on a frequent basis, taking into consideration, obviously, how the landscape is changing in our world. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you, Theo, that especially what, what you mentioned, that uh, the climate change and the carbonate footprint, that's a, that's a big challenge if you go, go international. Um, because I, I absolutely uh, agree that uh, your carbon uh, footprint will, will increase and uh, especially the, the younger generation um, will, will consider this and uh, will, will work with a company who is climate neutral at, at, at least. And uh, you have to be careful if, uh, how you, you travel, if you're using train or plane and uh, if you're flying business or economy or uh, whatever. Um, and and uh, I already uh, realized that uh, young generation took took uh, this uh, in mind if, if if they decide to work with, with which company yeah if they are have have the climate change in 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 focus or or not. Of course, I agree with you. Hans. Sustainability is something that they would consider going forward, and I think it will have a tremendous impact on how you do business, especially. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges that consistently surprise entrepreneurs or maybe that they least expect when trying to expand internationally? Any surprising trends in that vein you're seeing at the moment that align with the findings? Um, well, what, what, what challenges uh, entrepreneurs at least expect? My, my thoughts and experiences that um, also depending on, on the generation, but even the, the younger generation who who uh, spend uh, during their education time abroad, uh, it, it's still like the cultural difference uh, that, that play a big role in, in business life. Um, not only with, with the employees uh, uh, in, in, in other countries, uh, but, but also uh, with the customers there. And uh, the, the respective etiquette, for example, is different in Japan 
than in China or or India. I, I'm just working with two two companies, one in in India and and one from from Japan, and uh, it's it's. Uh, what's interesting first when I when I uh, had a meeting with the Indian guys um, to to learn that um, shaking head doesn't mean uh, they they um, deny but but they they accept and and say want to say yes 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 I agree um, which in in Europe when we shake the head it's it's no nothing uh, that I, I don't agree. And in, with, with the Japanese, it's, it's really interesting. I, I met this, this representative of a listed company once two, two months ago. And, uh, uh, after the meeting, we, we exchanged uh, some, some emails and it's, it's quite interesting how polite the, the emails are, um, when they, how they, they, uh, uh, they form the, the first sentence they, they, they're writing and the last sentence uh, of the email. And in between, it's, it's business, but um, it's all covered by a very, very polite um, um, introduction. And, and, uh, and, and, and I think um, if you're not familiar with uh, those different etiquettes, yeah, it, you won't be, be really successful. And uh, you, so you have to to um, have an insight in, in business uh, uh, etiquette, um, to, to have, uh, have a, a chance to have a, a successful investment in, in, in foreign countries. So what are the challenges that consistently surprise entrepreneurs, at least or that they least expect? I, I think, um, I agree 100% with Hans, and that's what I was gonna mention as well, the, the differences in, in business cultures and doing business, Especially the impact that globalization has had um, in, in over the years, especially uh, in in in, um, in in developing countries. So um, the way they do business has changed, and um, uh, globalization continues to have to have an impact on on the on the way these countries do business. So uh, obviously, having a, an advisor who knows um, how how this these trend changes would uh, obviously uh, benefit uh, someone from understanding the changes in, in the business culture. And um, I think this is crucial because um, it's something that could actually fail your effort for um, internationally, especially in countries where um, they're fast growing uh, and their economies are developing quite uh, rapidly. And in regards to your own countries in particular, what does the government do to support entrepreneurs looking to expand out of the territory? Well, when I think what, what Germany can do to support um, externally looking entrepreneurs, I think um, Germany has already done uh, a lot here uh, through foreign chambers of commerce um, that Germany maintains in, in many countries. I think entrepreneurs can get information and, and support almost uh, all over the world. Um, but unfortunately, to uh, access to the information is not uh, always always easy, um, especially because uh, we have a, a too complex uh, structure in in our um, administration, and therefore I think a better accessibility or an awareness of of the offer offer uh, that that Germany already has could support the success of entrepreneurs. So how do I believe uh, that Cyprus can support entrepreneurs looking outwards? As I have mentioned um, earlier, um, it's already sub 
our government is already supporting initiatives. Um, as I mentioned, Cyprus by default has been an international hub for decades. Um, it's also showing our history that's been influenced by many civilizations and um, existing business hubs uh, that are based in Cyprus, at least uh, uh, people, uh, business people from different industries, um, either through the Ministry of Finance or through ambassadors established in different countries and certain delegations that are organized on a yearly basis where we travel to different countries where uh, we're looking to expand uh, our services and our, our products. And um, um, I think the, the the level of the support we get from our country on, on this on this aspect is actually quite um, it's actually quite strong and uh, very supportive, especially to the younger um, entrepreneurs. And what about the other way around for those looking to expand into your country? Any challenges they should be aware of or prepared for? Well, uh, thinking about the other way around, what Germany do for for entrepreneurs who want to to expand to to Germany? Um, well, I, I think that Germany stands for a stable political situation and that there is no fu- fundamental need for, for any actions here. But, uh, but unfortunately, um, the situation is different in the, in the area of, of public administration. Not only that, that Germany has built up a far too complex uh, administration structure, the digitalization of public administration lags behind uh, other European countries by at least 20 years, I would say. And unfortunately, the poor digital infrastructure as a whole is a problem, not only for public administration, but uh, also for, for the economy here in, in Germany. So that uh, I think internet expansion uh, would have uh, to be accelerated significantly. Just a, a small a private example. I live in a small village um, at the edge of Freiburg. Freiburg has 200,000 inhabitants. My village only 3,000. And it's just a, a difference of, of 10 kilometers outside of Freiburg. And in Freiburg, you get an internet access that with speed up to, to 1,000 Mbit. In, in my place uh, of, of residence, it's just 6 Mbit. 6, 6. So there, there's no mobile working possible there, and and even no no um, uh, industrial um, uh, in investment. So um, to increase and, and expand the, the internet uh, would be one of the um, most um, uh, uh, important uh, things that that Germany could do to to gain more more uh, entrepreneurs investing in in Germany. So, um, what does my country do for entrepreneurs looking to export in Cyprus? Um, as I have already mentioned, um, Cyprus has a lot of dependency on foreign direct investment. Um, an example being that there were years that we had almost 300% of our GDP on FDI, which shows exactly uh, that the locals are able to attract um, international business. Uh, and it, it varies on, on industries from agriculture to education to technology, real estate, tourism, uh, which is which is great for the economy here. Um, I do agree with Hans. Public administration is sometimes can be a, a real burden for investors. Uh, obviously, digitalizing the public administration has been a process of our government for many years, but again, we're still behind. Bureaucracy is an issue that needs to be dealt with. Um, the good thing is that the Cyprus economy is very small. We're almost a million population, so um, obviously, advancing on, on levels of technology uh, is much easier compared to bigger European countries. 
Uh, but again, we see that the past decade or so, our government has um, obviously um, developed uh, the, the system, especially public administration, and we're hoping that this will further improve in the future. Finally, and probably most importantly for some of our listeners, I'm sure, what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to expand globally over the near future? What have you found most valuable in your own careers? Well, to, if I think about how can we inspire young entrepreneurs, I think, um, and we have a we have a startup desk here and uh, are dealing with uh, uh, advice, seeing a lot of, of young young people with technology in mind and that are developing uh, products and then try to build up. Um, uh, uh, manufacturing company uh, build up uh, supply chains and so on and then uh, go to to market um, I think they have always a, a lot of of ideas and uh, are are often pioneers in in their thinking sometimes they are they are brash sometimes they are hesitant because they they don't overview the risk and uh, my recommendation would be that um, if you want to go abroad you should uh, investigate the, the possible markets through studies using crescent global network and then um, evaluate the, the results and then yeah well depending on on the financial um, possibilities decide to to go to the most significant market or market or, or markets and uh, as, as i said earlier once the, the decision has been made do not implement the investment and, and commitment step by step, but go straight into the full. Of course, it does not mean that uh, all investments will be successful. But um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, money that you use, you can earn again. But time that is lost and not used, uh, that's gone and uh, won't come back. And it's very important. Time to market. Be the first. Uh, and and uh, so that um, means go into full not to spill the beans. So what would I advise on aspiring entrepreneurs? I know it will sound a bit cliche, but uh, I would say you, never, you should never stop dreaming. Um, I, I, I think it's um, in today's world, as we have already discussed and elaborated, everything's possible, especially with globalization and interna international business. Um, it's very important to be ahead of the game, always taking into consideration the challenges we've discussed, um, the uncertainty of uh, today's world, um, climate change impact technology, but at the end of the day, nothing is impossible. Um, of course, um, expanding internationally um, means that you need to have a trusted advisor. Uh, hence, uh, using Creston Global uh, firms all over the world, I believe you can have a trusted advisor that can uh, guide you uh, on a step-by-step -step approach into setting up your business and making sure you establish good business connections in the countries where you would like to um, expand internationally. I think we've quite successfully covered off all the different angles we wanted to discuss. Thank you so much to Hans and Theo for joining me. I'm sure this is all super invaluable to our listening entrepreneurs and anyone who's interested in global business, really. Sadly, this is the last episode in the Entrepreneur podcast series, at least for now. But it's been a great journey. I know I've learned a huge amount from interviewing these great entrepreneurs from all over the globe. And I'm sure Creston's report will go on to inform countless budding uh, business people that are just starting on their international ventures. As always, there's a link to the research report in the podcast description. And it's been an absolute pleasure. 
Thank you for listening. Bye for now.